God every day. Every day. Every day. I will spend time with God. I will pray. I will pray. 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 I will pray. I will be holy. I will be holy. 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 I will be holy. I will be holy. I will fulfill God's purpose for me and my generation. My generation. My generation. I will fulfill God's purpose. God's purpose for my generation. For me and my generation. My generation. I will live the vow. One of the uh, things I love about our new pastor, Brady Boyd, is that he speaks in sports terms. I'm going to talk in sports terms tonight. Um, Brady Boyd, uh, he came from uh, Texas, and whenever you're about to preach, he talks preacher lingo, and his preacher lingo is always baseball talk. And so it's really, you don't really, in, 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 the, in the preacher world, you know, have a whole lot of cool slogans like, you know, open that Bible or something like that. So uh, what I've noticed about Garvin and Brady is that they talk in baseball terms. And so, like, every time that they're about to, you know, like when, I, when someone would preach or whatever, they'd say, that was a home run. And then when you're about to preach, they'd say, you're up to bat and stuff like that. And so I've been learning this baseball language. And so I'm going to go ahead and pass that on to you tonight. And uh, I'm going to call this talk Swing for the Fences. And I'm going to talk uh, tonight. And for those of you that don't know baseball, what that means is, is that means when you swing the bat, don't swing with a little small, weak swing. Aim for the back. Go for the home run. Give it all you got. And in four night, in, in six nights, we're going to be going, be going to four different churches as we go on tour, three different states. As we go to each city, one of the things that I've seen over the years as we've been doing conferences and tours is that many times people that are bold as lions in the prayer room become extremely weak like kittens when we go on tour. And you came here, many of you, without a lot of confidence before God in prayer. And over the time that you've been here, that's been growing and growing and growing and growing. And tonight what I want to encourage you to is when we go on this tour, to be strong and to be bold. And to allow that to continue to be like a crescendo that grows, not something that you check at the door or that you leave in Colorado Springs when we get on I-25. But that as we go from city to city to city, that you would be strong, that you would be bold. Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. Say shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God. What's that word? Boldly. They spoke the word of God boldly or with boldness. What's evident is that whenever there's a prayer movement, what comes out of it is boldness. When you've kind of come before God night after night after night, got clean before God and got to the place where it's not only getting repent, you know, repenting and confessing and coming clean before God on your own, but also to the place of then intercession where you're praying for other people. We talked last week about having tears where literally you've cried out before God. And tonight I want to talk about as we go on this tour, may the tears grow into a supernatural boldness that is evident by you. So when you go and you walk into, whether it be the church in Dallas or the church in Amarillo or Kansas City or Springfield or whatever, that you, not somebody else, not theoretically, not a prayer room in the prayer center, but as you go before kids and you go and lay hands on the hurting ones, those that are addicted to different things, that you would have power and that you would be bold. And one of the things I found is it's very easy to be very weak in those moments. It's very easy to be timid. But God has called each one of you to be a heralder, to be a declarer, 
and to go in boldness. And out of the, this prayer movement, out of these last number of months, whether it's been years or months for you praying here, God's prayer for your heart is that you would not just leave it in the prayer center, leave it in the prayer room, but that it would come to surface as confidence and boldness to approach the throne of grace, confidence and boldness to declare the gospel fearlessly, confidence and boldness to look at people who may not know Jesus and tell them the gospel, and supernatural boldness is my prayer for you as we go on this trip. Just like Acts 4, that we would speak the word of God with boldness. In the baseball terms, you've got a little guy over on the side. He's, he's called a bat boy. And what I've seen a lot of times when we go on tours, we've got people that aren't sluggers swinging for the fences, but they're bat boys. They're just like handing the bat to someone. Here, you do it. Here, John Egan, you try to reach a generation. Here, Dan. Dan Perkins, you pray with passion. Here, or here accountability leader, you pray with them. And, and the idea is, is that I'll just kind of pull back and watch. I'm going to check it out. This is not the hour to be the bat boy. This is not the hour to just watch. This is the hour to swing for the fences. You'll have a few epic moments while you're in this program. There'll be some. We just mentioned some of them as we go uh, overseas This is one of those moments. This is not small, cute, kind of get on a bus. This is mostly about movies on the bus and having a girlfriend on tour. This is about you leading other men and women into encountering God. This is about you being a proclaimer of the gospel. All across the world, there's meetings all happening all the time where there's a preacher and a singer. That's what's normal. That's what's really common. This is not common. This is, and this is not me being a preacher, John Egan being the worship leader, and you tagging along. This is you over and over and over again praying with kids because you're the preachers. Because you're the heralders. Because you're the intercessors. You're the team. As we've done this for years, never do they come back, the youth pastors, and say, Hey, David. That was such a powerful night. What you preached was really good. That's not whatever happens. What happens is this. I've never seen the level of fervency and passion get off of one automobile and enter a room. That's the legacy that we want to carry with us as we go on tour. That's who you want to be. It's not about spiritual pride. It's about humility. It's about a humble thing that says, we don't have a show. We don't have much to offer. If God doesn't show up, we're hosed. We need the presence, the power of God, and it's, it's going to come through you. But it's going to take a confidence in God to be bold. It will take stepping out of what's comfortable. You will not feel comfortable. You will be in a room you've never been in before. You'll be in front of people you've never seen before. They'll look at you, and they won't be confident. They won't be like, oh, please pray for me. They'll be like, who do you think you are? That's how they'll look at you. And your temptation will be like to pull back and wait for fire to fall from heaven, and it won't. You need to step out and be bold and be strong and pray for the 13-year-old boy that needs God. Pray for the 16-year-old, 16-year-old girl who is desperate for approval. You, it's going to be your hour. It's going to be your chance. And my, my longing tonight is just this, swing, swing hard, swing for the fences, give it your best shot. Give it all that you've got. Don't be timid. Don't be fearful. Paul, when he's speaking to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, he says this. Here's Paul. He's speaking. Timothy's been a a Jesus follower for 15 years. But Timothy's young. Paul's older. And Paul says to him, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, 
of love and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel. By what? By your own charisma? No, by the power of God. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, first of all, I know you're tired, Timothy. He says, don't lose heart. Timothy, I know you've been at this a while and the temptation is to give up. And that's where many of you are. You're just kind of like, hey, I'm carrying a, a full load at Pikes Peak Community College. I'm working 30 hours down at the Wisdom Tea House and Monument. And things are hard because I'm trying to do this furnace thing and it's a lot. I've been praying for miracles. I haven't seen the amount of miracles I want to see. I've been praying for salvations back home and I haven't seen it. I've been praying for restoration between my parents. I haven't seen it and I'm tired. Paul looks at young Timothy and he says, Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God. Believe. You need that fire that once burned in you. Relight it up. Reignite it. The gift of God that's in you. It's interesting. Paul says to Timothy, there's a gift of God in you. And Paul would say that to us, just as Jesus would say it to us. The Holy Spirit gives gifts. You are gifted. Every man or woman sitting here tonight, you are gifted. You have a gift. You have gifts that are inside of you. Phantom into flame. Don't be timid about your gift. Don't be timid about your gifting. Exercise it. Take a risk. Use it. I think um, if you imagine, if you run movies in your head of what it's going to look like, most of the time there's a depend, there will be a dependency to depend on the stage to lead us. And like entertainment, you'll look at the stage like it's a TV screen and wonder what's going to happen next. That's not your role on this trip. Your role is you're right interspersed throughout the whole tribe, everybody there. You're praying, you're pressing, you're asking God, you're believing, and you've got your game face on the whole time. And by game face, I'm talking about, God, what do you want to do? God, what are you saying? Where are you going? What do, you want, what, what do you want over that kid? What do you want over that kid? God, what are you saying about that kid? God, how can I declare the message of Jesus to that kid? Don't look at a crowd, look at individuals. Look at kids. And I can tell you the future. I can tell you. One of the things that will not happen as, is as we sing, fire, fall down, or whatever we sing... And there's anointed worship. A lot of times the dependency is, oh, we're going to get a feel-good moment. I know, I've been doing this for 13 years. Started off as, you know, great vineyard songs, and then it transitioned to delirious, and then it became passion. Now it's united. It'll be something else, you know, in a, in, in a couple years. And it's a dependency on, oh, this is a good song. Let's, let's, let's see if something happens. So it's not about the song that we sing, the famous artist that's currently topping the charts. There won't be actual fire that falls down like Elijah. There's, I, I mean, you can imagine it in your head, but it's not going to happen. There won't be like fire and, you know, gateway burns up. That's not what's going to happen. It's not going to be fire fills the room and, you know, someone's face is on fire. Or something. That's not going to happen. I, I just want to be really realistic about what's going to happen. We're not going to be in there and crying out, 
You know, walls fall down like Jericho or something like that. We have a very clear outline in the Word of God of what, what happens when we pray. And that is this. Christ in you. The Holy Spirit through you. The power of God through you. The gifts of God through you. You're a conduit of grace. You're a conduit of power. You're a conduit of the voice of the Holy Spirit. You are going to pray and speak the word of God with boldness and declare to broken kids, hey, listen, Jesus really is the answer. Jesus really is all, and it's going to come through you. What we do at the stage isn't going to be a whole lot different than what they do at youth group night. You know, preacher, it'll be a video, be a band. But our prayer is that what transforms is an arm. That's why, I mean, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people think it's crazy that we're bringing around like 85, 90, 100 people on a bus. Sometimes, you know, you show up and they're just like, and there's more. (laughs) It's expensive to do. But the reason why that's the model that we do is because we believe is that hours and hours and hours and hours on our face before God, you and I show up, we pray, we seek God, and it's you. It's you that's been contending in prayer. It's you that connects with teenagers. And they go, wow, the power and the presence of God is evident on that man, on that woman. That's what I want. So I'll tell you the future. It's this. Holy Spirit moving through you. You declaring the gospel fearlessly like Paul prays in Ephesians 6. You declaring the word of God with boldness. You. So I want to encourage you to take that risk. Don't be ashamed. Just like Paul says to Timothy, he says, don't be ashamed. There's always excuses. Well, I was just going to go pray for that guy, but then that guy prayed for him. Or, well, I was going to go over here, but then John started playing a different song. And I, well, I, I, I needed to make this phone call. Well, I just was hungry. Or, well, a list of reasons why those precious couple hours we have with those kids, you sit out in the lobby. No way. Not this time. Not on this trip. Yeah, but she was going to break up with me and we're really close and it's going to... Shut up. No. I've got far too much invested. Those kids mean far too much to our Jesus that we love. This isn't about you. So on this trip, no excuses. No looking back at me and Dan and Dan, Joe, Shell, Renata and... Annalise and saying, but I just, I just, no. In this moment, I want to not only lock in that we weep and we cry out for a generation, but you, all of us, were the conduits that fearlessly and boldly, unashamedly declare Jesus to a generation. It's a precious moment. Don't take it lightly. It's a precious moment. Just, just because now we have the privilege of, that we've been doing this for the last number of years. Today, I've got buds that are, you know, 29, 30 years old. And they still talk about cities and events 
that there have been so many that I can barely remember. But in that moment, it changed them. Don't take this lightly. Who knows what God will do? Who knows what God will do for the one kid that you declare the gospel to, that you pray over? That you worship with all your heart and they look at you like, I, 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 what planet are you from? That God gives you a prophetic word and you declare it to him. Swing for the fences. Don't be timid. Paul looks at Timothy and says, don't be timid. This is your hour. This is your opportunity. And I understand we've only got, you know, 70, 80 years on the earth to not be timid. You've only got a couple right here. Let's give it everything we've got. Let's be strong. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, Paul again, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. 2 Timothy 2, 1, 8. 2 Timothy 1, 8. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord. 2 Timothy 1, 12. This is why I am, I am suffering as I am. Yet I am not ashamed because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. Last one, 2 Timothy 2.15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does, who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of God. Boldness, being unashamed, will come out of this. Your prayer life, that's what we've been doing, and taking a risk. Stepping out, swinging for the fences. It will, there will, you won't just be like a fill of the spirit. I can't help it. That won't happen. What will happen is Christ is in you. Holy Spirit is inside of you. And you'll have to make a physical choice. I'm going to pray for this kid. I'm going to make a physical choice. I'm going to tell this person that they need to repent. I'm going to make a physical choice. I, with my own brain, I'm going to step out of my insecurity. I'm going to be strong in this moment. And I'm going to pray for this kid. Right now, I've got all... I haven't slept. I'm tired. I'm going to worship with all my heart. I'm not going to fill in all the blanks of how to apply this. But you know what I'm talking about. It's in the moment. God, what are you doing? God, how can I be 100% obedient in this moment? And yes, it plays out in the ministry moments. And it plays out, obviously, the rest of the time. Plays out in Christ-like character. But tonight, you know, on buses and stuff. But tonight I'm talking specifically about you reaching a generation. This is an hour of opportunity for every one of us. Don't pull back from it. Don't treat it lightly. Don't treat these prayers lightly. Don't treat these prayers like, oh yeah, it's kind of cool that we pray and now this is a big event. Wrong. This, these prayer meetings that you've been crying out for, these are historic. These are historic. God doesn't look down at, at, at college kids praying every night for a youth movement in our generation and wink at it and be like, isn't that cute? Doesn't move me. No, it matters what we're doing. And so don't look at it as, yeah, well, the big deal is where we're going to eat lunch and where we go tomorrow. No, the big deal is, is that every single one of those nights are a monumental opportunity to boldly declare the gospel. Boldness comes out of prayer. And when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they spoke the word of God boldly. What happens? 
What happens when we go into those places? And yes, there's prayer here and there's prayer there. Boldness, confidence to declare this is the message. This is the truth. And some of you, it may come that night. I don't know. Some of you may develop relationships that last for years. But let's be, have our A game on. Let's swing for the fences. Let's give it all. I just wonder what happens when 80, 90 of us show up and crowd to God. If you're ablaze with what I call it prophetic eyes, meaning that you are, you're, you're, you're intently saying, Holy Spirit, lead me. And you're, you know, God, what do you want to do tonight? And, and, and you go, oh, you take that for granted, but that's not what usually happens. What tends to happen is people go, what do I need to set up? What do I need to pass around? Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Okay, the night's over. Where am I going to sleep? That is going to be the temptation of what clutters your mind. But I'm asking in those couple hours that we're there, have prophetic eyes. God, what do you want to do? God, what are you saying? Open a door. Let me see. I want to proclaim the gospel fearlessly. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I do not want to be timid. I do not want to pull back because I'm not really sure if I believe that prayer matters. No, I do. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not sure. I kind of want to pull back. I'm not sure if Jesus really is the risen Savior. No, I do believe that he's the risen Savior. I do believe that he died on the cross. And I do believe that he rose for me, that he cares about this kid, that he is returning, that heaven is real, that hell is hot in a long time. And I do care about that kid. That's what we want. That's where you want to be. John Wesley, got to throw this in. Set yourself on fire. People will come from miles around to watch you burn. May 80, 90 of us walk in and be set on fire. That's the dream. That's the vision. So David, what does that look like? Be practical. Well, that means when it comes time to pray the scriptures, you pray with boldness and faith. That you're not thinking about what other people think. That you're not nervous because we're in your hometown and what are people thinking of you. That you're not kind of paying attention to all the social dynamics. Pray the, pray the scriptures with boldness. Make each night really count. Listen. Listen to the kids' stories. Listen to them. Talk with them. To the best that you can, relate to them. Write down emails and phone numbers and Facebooks and, and then throw prayers at them. Make them think that you're just the fire hydrant of prayer that came from Colorado that won't let them go. That's what we want. That's what we're looking for. Pray for healing. It's going to feel risky. I'm not sure if God will do it. I don't know. I just don't feel well. I'll just let it go. No. Take, take it. Go for it. Swing for the fences. Give it everything. We believe that Jesus heals today. If someone is, needs healing, pray for them to be healed. John Wimber is a famous guy. He wrote a book called Power Evangelism. He led what's called the Vineyard Movement. He talked, he, in his movement, there was an unprecedented amount of actual healings that took place, physical healings. He was a pastor in California. And he said, for the first hundreds of times that I prayed for people to be healed, 
Never was there a healing. But I just kept believing. And I'll tell you this. A guy who gets the vision that God wants to heal people and praise and praise and praise, there may be hundreds. When there's one, there's hundreds that don't get healed. When there's one, it changes everything. One changes everything. And even if there's not one, the day that you stand before God, God, I swung for the fences 5,000 times. I prayed for healing. I didn't see it. God doesn't look and go, what? He should have given up. No. The very sacrifice of believing, even when you didn't see it, is Hebrews eleven six that he rewards those who diligently seek him. He will reward spiritual diligence on that day. So even if you don't see the physical manifestation of a healing on this day, you will see it then and it'll be worth it. Pull out the bats, swing hard. Give it everything that you've got. Don't pull back. Don't be hesitant. Yeah, but David, if I do that, let's say I tell a girl that is, um, you know, struggling with all these things and I tell her that Jesus is the only way or that I pray for a kid who needs healing and has a disease. David, won't I, won't I be creating an awkward moment if God doesn't do the miracle that I'm praying for? Yeah. You're gonna face, my, 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 my request is that each one of you have at least two awkward moments every night of tour. If we believe, if we believe that we're going to go in and there's just, it's just going to be like a sweet little church get together, you know, kind of like a potluck in the fellowship hall, you bring the chicken, I'll bring the meatloaf. We're fal- we, we believe a false paradigm of what God's mission is for us. God's mission for us is to go into the darkness, proclaim the gospel fearlessly. And if you do that, there will be many awkward moments. Many. You'll face awkward moment after awkward moment. Hey, can I pray for you to be healed? Hmm? Uh, that's, uh, uh, okay. I, I, feeling different? No. All right, can I pray some more? Uh, okay. That's awkward. It's pretty joyous when they're like, ha, 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 ha. You know, we get the testimony like Tara just gave us. She didn't talk like that. I'm sorry. But... You will face awkward moments. That's a, part of, that's a part of the process. That's a part of being resident aliens on the planet. That's a part of going, being light into the world. You know what Jesus says in John 3, 19? Jesus, we all know John three sixteen because that's like, you know, happy. <laughs> but you know what John three nineteen says? Men love darkness. Dreary day. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus says it. Men love darkness. And you're gonna, we're going to see that. You're going to go in and you're going to pray for someone to be delivered and they like that demon. They've got little idols. They don't want them to be crushed. Men love darkness. Teenagers love darkness. And, you're gonna, and, and there's going to be moments that are going to be hard when you come in with the light of the gospel and you're like, Jesus is the only way. Jesus died for you. Jesus wants you to spend eternity with him. You've got to choose righteousness. There's going to be some moments that are like, Huh? You will face difficult moments. You will face awkward moments. It's not going to be all sweet and pretty. You're gonna, they're going to be snotty and bratty. 
They're going to look at you like, who do you think you are? And you're not a spiritual giant walking in. You're a humble, broken servant. He says, Holy Spirit, move through me. Now, God, give me compassion for this punk teenage kid wearing girl jeans. It's all right. That's, that's my confession in the past. That is going to be your story. But you're going to take the light of the gospel to a broken generation and they need Jesus. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. No one goes to the Father but through him. Eternity is real. This little moment in these kids' lives will matter. And it may be the only chance that we have with that kid. And who knows what God will do. And I don't care if we show up to a church and there's 20 or 2,000. Every, every night, swing for the fences. Nobody takes a night off. We'll give you a night off when we get back. But on this tour, in these moments, swing hard. Give everything you got. We stand with me? If you would, I just want to pray for supernatural boldness in each one of us. Know that um, a high percentage of you are going on tour. Some of you aren't. It doesn't matter. I made it specific to tour, but the message tonight is very clear. It's getting out of your comfort zone, being bold, even when it's not comfortable. And that's true whether you're on tour or whether you're working at, you know, McDonald's or Dairy Queen down the road. UCCS, whatever you're doing. It's true for me. It's true for you. Sometimes these ideas are easy to preach and hard to live. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for local churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.